0: Warning, listener discretion advised. A slut with morals is explicit in every way. The following episode contains material that refers to drug abuse, alcohol abuse, suicide, homelessness, mental illness, and it contains persuasive language. If any of these things trigger you, stop listening now or listen with a friend. If not, then please enjoy the show. Three,
1: two, one. We're just going to kind of pick up where we left off. So if you didn't listen to the last episode, please listen to that and then come back to it.
2: So I came here broken, shattered, and just beaten. I wasn't too sure what I wanted, but I didn't want to be what I was. Um, I just started making small little baby steps. So within the first 90 days of being here, I ended up actually getting a job. But of course, you know, I found drugs at that job, got high, got caught getting high. So I left went back to be with my ex for one more month, you know, just to see, you know, just to see how really is this? And it was the same, if not worse. And so it was July 1st of 2018. I drove off in my uncle's truck, leaving her in the 7-Eleven parking lot in Arlington. And I called my fiance, who had already done try to get me out of there like three or four times, and I didn't. And the last time, she said, "I'm done. I'm not even trying anymore." So I just called her one more time, and she's out at my sister-in-law's house, and there's no snow service out there, like none. So I just called her, called her, and I, and I left a voice, and I said, "Look, if you want to be, if you want to come, I'm I'm ready. Just come. Like I'm ready. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please. Like I just want it out." And I just remember falling asleep, and this is the joke. Five hours later, she knocks on the door. And she's like, "All right, come on." And I get in the car willingly at the time because I'm like waking up. And the funny thing is, it's like 24 hours after I got in her car, I'm begging her to take me back. I'm freaking out. And she's like, "No, you know," she's like, "Nope, sorry. Like, I don't know what you, you're not going back because she told me she's like, you are gonna die." And she's probably right. Um, and that's how I ended up like just staying here. And then three wait, hold months-
1: on. So cause you're asking her to take you back to your ex? Yes, yes, yes. And she's like, "No, <laughs> no. you're gonna die." Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: They're all connected. All three of them are connected.
1: Oh, wow. Yes,
2: I don't have anything to do with my ex or that friend for that reason. Like, anyone that has anything to do with my ex, no lie, I cut them off. Just third-party association. There's just certain things that I will not allow back in my life anymore. Yeah. And that's just what that is. That's my boundaries. I believe my boundaries are what saved my life, and I'm going to continue with that. So the funny thing is, is, like, five hours later, bro, five hours from the most toxic relationship I've ever been in, here I am with my fiance you know
1: yeah three four years later (laughs) yeah actually
2: like yeah we're coming up on actually like four years but we have this i have this joke you know i mean we've been together we've been sleeping in the same bed for four years but we've been in a good relationship for two this is the best man the healthiest relationship i've ever been in my life and i still can't i didn't even want it so the joke is like she picked me yeah i didn't pick her she picked me her family picked me and they gave me a reason to be Better like I would have been a man regardless, I promise you. Yeah. I would have transitioned regardless. Whether I transitioned out on drugs, I would have found a way to transition because that is 100% facts. But I would not be a man, I would be a boy. And I'd probably be an angry boy that uh, disrespected women continuously. I would not have allowed anyone close to me or anything like that. But I got presented with a woman for the first time ever. I've always messed with girls. I'd always mess with hoes. And I'm I am i am not ashamed to say that because I was a piece of shit. You know, you can't really be how I was and expect to get a woman. You know what I mean? And I ended up out here around a group of people that believed I didn't have to live like that. My environment changed. And I didn't even know how to be. And then when I realized that kids were watching me, I was like, Bro, you can't be doing this. Like Yeah You don't want to do this to them. You know how it feels. No. Like, no, sir. Like I was like, no, we got to change some stuff. Like, with me and my stepson, there was some times, like, I remember when I really started trying to be an adult. He's like, man, Dede, I really hate that you're trying to be an adult now. Because I actually had to come to him and be like, hey, man, my bad. That I was okay with this before because I shouldn't have been. So now I, I'm I'm coming to you and being honest. like I'm so honest with this kid. You're
1: learning how to be a father. Yeah,
2: I'm so honest with this kid, straight up, and I just tell him like I don't tell him because I said so. Or anything. Like, I told him my stories. I told him why. And I just tell him all the time, I'm just doing with you what my dad tried to do with me and I just didn't listen. And it's like a slap in the face because you're proof that he was right if I just would have listened because he's so fucking cool and he's like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, the, the man he's growing into. It's,
1: it's a huge, like, when you're honest with your kids, and I'm not saying you have to be completely honest 110% with them every single time. Obviously, leave some shit out, you know what I yes. mean? Like, you but don't But see, I to- didn't, yeah, but
2: I didn't even know that. So yeah. The, the, the conversations I had with this kid. Yeah, man. no, but I'm
1: I'm saying that like you know, there's there's a point in time, you know, like like I told my kid, I never ever ever want you to feel like you can't come to me because I will tell you the truth every single time, right? Am I gonna omit some parts of the truth? Absolutely, because she doesn't need to know that, you know, when push comes to shove. And she's asking about drugs. I'll be like, if it grows in the ground, it's probably okay. But or I'll probably be like, yeah, you know, I, I saw some shit go down, you know. I'll probably tell those stories. But there are times when you have to be like, dude, the dangers that are coming towards you. Because that's what it is. They they leave the world. They leave the nest. And they go into the world. And there's danger after danger after danger out there. And you have to teach them how to survive. Yeah. And to put this
2: in pres- my stepkids, okay, um... The oldest is about to be 19 in a few days. Yeah. And me and oh, her... How old is your fiancé? Uh, she's 38. Okay. And me and her, we started off really, really rocky. Really, really bad. It did not go good. But we've actually grown into... Like, we don't have the parental kind of relationship. That's her? Uh, yes, that's my fiancé. She's hot. Yes, she is.
1: Got a little milk.
2: You should see her butt.
1: I believe it. You're going to
2: meet her. Yeah, she, yeah. yeah because she, she knew me as Whitney. Yeah. She told her ex-girlfriend funny story and I know this is like a sideline but I gotta say she this when me and her really had to have a conversation because we were passing time that's how we you know did it because I was I told her I said you don't want to be in a relationship with me." I told her the same thing and she heeded the warning like I said please don't I'm not okay (laughs) like I don't I'm tired of hurting people I don't want to hurt nobody else like please don't like I cried to her one day just begging her please don't do this with me like and so she tells her ex-girlfriend because her ex-girlfriend sees my name And thinks like everybody thinks Daddy is daddy. Don't get me wrong. Call me daddy if you want. It is what it is, whatever. But you know, yes. So she says something to her along the lines of that. And uh, she said, No, it's my new girlfriend. When she came and told me that, I I said, Look, if we're going to do this, you're going to have to understand, like, this is who I am. And this is, so we even had to come to a understanding. So she's
1: had to go from like, and, yeah and that's like i understand that situation like i said my friend her daughter is transitioning into into um a man right and he's older he's um 17 is going to be 18 but and this goes back to you know full circle this goes back to what i was saying earlier is that you know that this is you know your name your your actual gender etc but your parents are barely getting used to it. Your friends are barely getting used to it. You know, your partner or whatever is barely getting used to it. So they've gone their whole lives calling you this one name, and now they have to change it. Even when I ask my friend about how her son is doing, I have to be like, how is, um, you know, and I always look at her like, sorry, but I know them from, you know, this name. So but that was a transition for her as well, having to call you Daylin.
2: Oh, it was. It, it was. But we ended up going through that, but also... She had pointed out something very, very right to me. She explained it in a different way. Now, let me tell you, me and her have the most healthiest conversations ever. This is the only female in my life I have never put my hands on. Mm -hmm. And I had never called out her name. That's vice versa. She's never... She don't even argue with me, bro. I tried. I, I, I remember trying with her to argue. And she's just like, hey, man. And her famous words for me, and I tell her all the time... Um, is, I'm so sorry, baby, but I don't know how to help you with that. So with that being said, as you can imagine, of course, I'd get mad. I'd get mad and all this other stuff. and But really what it was doing was allowing me to work through my own issues my way. Mm-hmm. And she stood next to me the whole time. Yeah. So uh, kudos to her because she waited. I knew this woman loved me before she ever said a word because of how she was with me. And I remember telling my dad and everybody, I was like, how do I let this go? Like, I'm going to hurt her. I'm going to hurt the kids. And then I started building relationships with my nieces and nephews. Then finally started building relationships with my sister-in-law. I've always had a relationship with my mother-in-law because my mother-in-law is a domestic violence counselor. Funny how that is, right? Has yeah. her own non- nonprofit for that.
1: It comes full circle. Yes.
2: And I end up here. Uh, and i used to talk her ear off all the time like i'd go in there two three hours and she'd listen to me man like and really listen to me and really tell me you know what i'm saying like it just all ended up really working so i always had a relationship with her but like my sister-in-law no um uh-uh, no i got caught smoking pot with my nephew with my oldest nephew at the time which went by my sister-in-law who i didn't know i was supposed to be afraid of but i Really should have known that. Um, and that did not. So she didn't like me neither. So I left her to go back to Miranda. You know what I'm saying? So they, they really did do. They hated me because, you know, they already knew what it was. I, I was here just to clean up. The, the likelihood of me staying here was slim to none. But somehow along the way, I ended up building relationships and becoming important to people to where it mattered. Like I said before, I was always going to be a male. That when I figured that out, but I never knew I could be this man. My nieces and nephews look up to me, and I look up to them because I get to watch them go through everything that they're going through. Like we got graduation set up for like the next some odd years. Like, if- yeah, there's four four women, four very strong, independent women, and then there's my mother-in-law, the leader of the independent women, and they have just—it's just amazing to see what it is that they do and how they are.
1: So do you feel like, once again, you said that you, because in a weird way, I'm imagining in my head, I'm imagining it like you're going to a safe haven, like you said before, a safe haven, but in a way it's almost like you're headed to this hospital where the wards and the orderlies and the nurses and the doctors are your now friends and family, correct? Yeah. So it's like that environment had to change because you no longer wanted that and you knew you didn't want it. But you didn't know how to get to it so now you're like this is th- when you said i am i'm important to them and i matter there are so many people out there that are still searching for that safe haven that are still wanting to be important and wanting to matter and and that's the whole thing is that you do you are important and you, and you do matter to people and a lot of the times we just don't realize it until later on when you're sitting back and you're like holy shit Holy shit. So this environment that you got into, do you feel like it kind of like made your transition a little bit faster because like your mental transition as well? Because oh yes. Hands down. Hands down. Um, I will hundred percent because I wouldn't have dealt with it. Yeah.
2: I tried not to deal with it anyway in the very beginning, Yeah, you know, but when I had realized like, man, you've been here two years, you should probably start doing some stuff. So I guess I guess I just really started started to do that cuz like you are right as people we are important to somebody. Oh, absolutely. But we have to be important to ourselves because don't get me wrong. They gave me a reason to yeah. change. But I had to want to change. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, you can
1: only help someone that wants help. Yes.
2: Right? And then I somewhere along in all the things that I listen to, you know, I listen to the Tom Bailey podcast, which that's my massive goal in life is I hope he's still podcasting by the time I really get up off the ground because I would love to be on his Impact Theory yeah. podcast. Like, that's my, that's my, like,
1: Well, you're making go, impact go. here because, yeah. listen, you know, there's people that are going to be listening and they're like, oh, shit, it's either going to change perspectives it's gonna help someone accept someone for who they are and or it's gonna make them be like holy fuck yeah when, when I you problems. actually
2: asked me about this i i got hella nervous i started freaking out what am i gonna do like because let me tell you this this is the first time verbally i've been out like this
1: i think it will you. be
2: the first time thank
1: you for trusting me you know
2: yeah. I, i'm that's why i'm glad it's you yeah cuz I it's gonna do. Make you cry. Yeah, you know, cuz no I I remember like I remember us being friends. I I remember probably why you started hating me because I like,
1: I didn't hate you. I just stayed away from well, the drama and the chaos, you know. Well, also,
2: you know, I had that little run-in with I guess one of your old friends. Yeah. You know, she ended up being a victim of the kind of person that mm-hmm. I was.
1: So, going back to cuz that's high school, that doesn't matter to me. Um we actually had to pause the episode because I was like, what? But that's high school, and so I don't really care for it. Um, but there were people in high school that kind of, and we lived in a small town. And so one thing goes with another. And so it just, like I said, it spreads like wildfire. And you're having all of these negative feelings, right? Yes. And you absolutely hate yourself. Facts. But your fiancé is yes. here now. Hi. Yes. Hi. I was actually telling Dalen that, was it hard for you to start using Daylan Whitney
0: wasn't around for very long,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> whenever that came about pretty quickly, uh, so for me it wasn't as hard, um, also whenever
1: he first started transitioning,
0: we I had not known him for that long personally, like as far as meeting in person. So. Uh, it seemed like it was a lot harder for people that have obviously been in his life for a very long time.
1: Oh, well, yeah, like I just called him her, you know, so yeah. that's that's on me. <laughs> that's my bad. I'm so sorry. It's such a weird trans I'm used to, you know, Big with brush. a yeah. lot of,
0: there is. <laughs> you, you would know it. at one point when we were getting towards the point of surgery, I even had to look and was like, those, they do not, they don't belong I Yeah, anymore. I told <laughs> him, like,
1: in, in high school, there was a, I remember being like, does not compute. You know, like, it doesn't, like, does not compute, like, I, I don't know, maybe my my autistic brain or whatever, but I'll look at people, and I'm just like, hmm, you know, peculiar, like, it's not that I'm judging them, but there's always, like, this, this weird, like, I get a, you know what I mean? And so, it's funny that we all kind of knew that you were a man before you knew that you were a man, because... I
2: know, none of y'all told me, like, how Sorry, that's on me. When I, Um, when I came out, though. I take, I take responsibility, (laughs) blame me for it,
1: but... I don't even know how to articulate it but it's it's just so you know when when i first saw like i said you requested me on Facebook and I was like oh I guess he has a brother or she has a brother and so <laughs> I was like fine and um and then when i realized it was you it wasn't a huge shock I was just like oh finally like you're getting it like you are now like transitioning into this per- the person here it is you're transitioning into the person you've you always were always been. meant to be yeah
2: and that's 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 what's crazy and i'm not i'm not like i'm not out. Like, out, out about my transition. Now, do not get me wrong. If you know me, you know. Oh, yeah. There's, but, um, you have posts on yeah, your Facebook where very, you're
1: very, very private about yeah, it. Very, very yes, vague. You yes. know,
2: And it is just, it's, it's not that I'm ashamed of who I am. Maybe a little bit because of the way that the world is. You know what I'm saying? But it's also the fact that I have respect that I'm not for everybody i understand people's belief systems guides them mm-hmm. and now that i know that the people that are really religious and this and that it is to them like completely 100 percent wrong and i don't have to understand that or anything to you know so i just don't put it out there like you you're in my house right now have anything that would even you remotely be able to show you that you're- she she likes rainbows more than i do mm-hmm. and it's 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 not that i have talked to a couple people a couple young people about it because they've asked me because i am in, involved in a couple of groups because it my even my therapist so told you're an me ally. yeah even you're an ally. my therapist told me i needed to find some more friends because yeah. i was just so scared about being out there
1: and it doesn't help to and you can correct me if I'm wrong and you can call me out if you want to but I follow forums you know I'm I'm an ally as well but what I've seen on and this is social media and because and I think that you know social media allows us to be this type of person whether it's a persona or a character that you're putting out there but on social media it seems that like The LGBT community is so mean to the LGBTQ community. A gay man, uh, I remember one time I saw that he had gone to a bar, the first time he had ever gone to a gay bar, and he was harassed by other gay men. They were telling him he was fat, that they would never go home with him, that he was ugly, like, it was his first time going out. Could you imagine, like, I, I can't even imagine the headspace of, like, I go out and I know I'm not the baddest bitch in the room, you know what I mean? But I'm still going to have fun. Now imagine if I'm just trying to have fun and someone just comes up to me and they're like, you're the fucking grossest thing I've ever seen in my whole life. Yeah, see, I believe... I would want to die. Yeah,
2: I believe that's just people, though, if you want me to be honest. That's like if you got a straight man goes into a straight bar. First time ever being in a bar. I guarantee you. Like, it's it's just the way that people have become nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm telling you right now, I have a, a trans guy that I follow on Instagram and I have been following him. I love, I love his whole story. He's younger than me. He actually figured it out a lot younger and started doing the transitioning and stuff at 18. And you know, he just went through stage one of Fallow All that, like, I, and he's lost a lot of weight. He's the whole reason I started doing fitness, like, when I seen what he was, I was like, man, you had the same body shape as me, and look at you, looking fine as fuck. Like, I was like, "All right." so he, he showed me that it was possible. Yeah. Big boobed, kind of thicker person, and now is, like, into fitness, bomb chest. Full blown beard. Yeah, sexy man. Sexy man is what it is, you know. He's been so open with me, doesn't even know me, because this dude's in Germany yeah okay and the few people i've actually reached out to like in the groups in the dfw area nice as fucking shit yeah
1: Yeah. it's when
2: you get into the masses and i think it's just because i mean this is like no disrespect and you could take this out if you want because i understand we don't want cancel culture on us but like bruce jenner was the transgender that they put as a public figure for us that was hard i think that all four i think it's Caitlyn jenner now right Mm -hmm. you know finding yourself at, a, at an older age but I think that was hard for the world to accept you know what I'm saying but, well he
1: was he was so far
2: advanced in his age but yes. I mean like and in family and everything which yeah. I think is one his of the hard- yes is one of the hardest things for people to understand but that's like the gay man
1: that comes out at 40 after having three kids and a wife so here's the thing is that Chris Jenner his ex-wife I'm so sorry after she changed her birth certificate and her name, Chris Jenner, there's a moment on the show, and I never watched the show, but this was a clip, where she said, wait, so did my marriage ever even happen? Were we ever even married? The look on her face is like, you you can tell that she's just trying to keep... Composure. A composure. Yeah, because they were filming it as well. I died for her, you know, that, that like, hurt me watching her say that because she's going through it publicly, you know, she's, she's really going through it publicly, and... I couldn't even put myself in her shoes where you're with this person who you think you're going to be with for the rest of your life and they, you know, they like blow it up. And so now you're just questioning everything. And at the same time, you're going through it while you're watching this person transition. So there it's too very, 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 it's, it's an earthquake. It's, it's faults yeah. going at each other and they're rams. You know what I mean? And
2: then like the whole world just started hating like the whole world just yeah. started hating. And so when I seen that and if you look up the amount of transgender deaths that happen, mm. just you know what I mean, and it is it is more common in the black trans women's community. Yeah. They they get it the worst and I the woman I'm talking about she she she's a black trans woman and I'm telling you right now she's very comfortable and healthy in herself. I don't have nothing to do with her today because she still uses, you know, but she was one of them successful users, okay? she got yeah. a job, got her own place. A functional... Yes, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, all the shit I really wanted to do. I was like, man, how do you do that? Like, yeah. how do you have a job and get high at the same time? And, like, not smoke away all your bills. Yeah,
1: some people are just functional. Yeah,
2: and you know what I mean? But I just don't have anything to do. It. And, like, I I've, I've sent her a message before and told her, thank you. And that's about as far as that conversation goes.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, but it was just... I didn't... I didn't want to bring... A lot of attention to myself because I was transitioning for me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, And I know that not everybody agrees with that, and I'm okay with that. So I feel like if I don't put it as out there, I won't get all the hate out there. Because I, I, I do not understand why so many people hate me before they ever get to know me because of the decision that I'm making for myself. And I am not toxic at all. Like the like my dad, she can tell you I actually am a really good person. And I will give you the shirt that. off my back I knew if I think that, you know what I'm saying, you really are trying. Like, there's a lot of people I walked away from, mm-hmm. and it's because they're not trying to fix themselves. Oh, they're yeah. in the same mentality I was in. It was my mom's fault. It was my dad's fault. You know what I'm saying? It's my aunt's fault. This bitch did this to me, and that dude did that to me, and this... And, like, I had the perfect victimized story... That made it to where what I was doing was okay in life. I knew how to take my story and instead of spreading it to help people, I used it to justify all the bullshit I was doing. And everybody around me thought it was okay because they're like, oh, poor pity me. I, What would yeah. I do? Because everybody I was around never went through none of that shit. And they're just thinking that I don't even think I could go through that. And you came yeah. through and you're still breathing. You know what I'm saying? Like when I realized that I was being a victim by choice now... That shit was like, I was like, man, you need to deal with this. Because I heard Will Smith, I will say it was Will Smith that said it. No, it is not your fault that it happened to you. But yes, it is your responsibility to deal with it.
1: Yeah, there. so there's this quote that I go by. Things happen to you, but then later on, if you look back on your life and you're like, holy shit, I overcame so much. I really did, right? and And at one point, you have to realize that... Your victim mentality, you're not a victim, you're victorious. Because you overcame all of these obstacles that you went through, and you're still alive, and you're still pushing, you know, you're resilient, and it's fucking exhausting, and you don't want to do it anymore, but you keep fucking going, and you're just going, and you're going, and you're going, and you're like, God, why me? Why is this happening to me? And yet it's one step, one foot in front of the other, and you keep fucking going. So when people start doing the victim blaming or they're they're you know calling themselves a victim all the time, a lot of the times, just like you, I zone out, you know, because you can tell me everything that's going on in your life, and in the back of my head I'm like, okay, well, why aren't you changing it? And if they don't want to change it, just like you, I can't help you because you can only help someone that wants help. You know what I mean? And I've said it before in another episode. Where I said, you know, you can only love someone that wants that love, and yet, and it's funny that you try to reject her. She was showing you love, and like you said, you know, a lot of times it's actions before even words. And you were trying to reject it, but that's what you wanted the most. Yeah, because your whole life you were like, nobody, you know, cares for me. You, you, essentially, you turned it, you flipped it, and, you, and instead of um, acknowledging that someone did want you, that someone did love you, that someone does love you. You wanted to push it away. You wanted to be like, why, why, why?
2: Oh yeah, chose me. I think one of the best things that um, she ever told me. I think it was like September of two thousand eighteen. You know, what I'm saying I am going back and forth because I I wouldn't get high here, so I would leave and I'd be gone for like a week because you know when you go on benders, no matter if you're alcoholic, whatever it is you're doing, you're gone for probably at least a, you know three four days. So I'd leave and I'd go to you know one of the one of my old associates' house, and I would stay there and just get high there. And I was trying so hard to leave, like. And she felt like it was something wrong with her. And we're in the car, and you know she's, you know, she's like, "What is so wrong with me?" That you know, I was like, "It's nothing to do. Like, what part of like this has?" Nothing. I said, "I think you're awesome." I said, "I just think that you deserve better than me. Like, why are you okay with settling with me? Like, I." I'm still strung out on my ex, I'm strung out on the drugs, I don't know what the hell it is that I want, like, I don't even know what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis, I can't even provide for myself, like, you're having to provide everything for me, you know, what am I to you except someone who's laying down next to you at night, maybe one or two nights out of the week, and I can't even sit still because I'm coming down. You know, and she said, well, if you think that I deserve better, then why don't you be better? No one has ever fucking said it to me like that. All of these other chicks I've been with has been like, oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? And either let me go because that was the whole goal in the first place was for me to leave. Or they're going to be like, oh, no, you're okay. You're fine. There's yeah. nothing wrong with you. She didn't tell me, like, yeah, you're." she didn't agree with me, like, yeah, you're fucked up. But she told it to me in a way where I was like, why don't I be better? That's, but, and that's you also different. Have
1: to, yeah, but you also have to realize, like, those people were enabling you and your habits yep. because they had those same, not just the same habits, they had the same emotions. And they fucking hated themselves, too.
2: Yeah. Like I, like like we were talking about before we ever started doing this. I was a predator. I will never deny that.
1: I called him a predator. I was like, dude, you were a predator, and he was yes. like, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I never went for any kind of person that had their shit together. I found the people that had the same, you know, fucked up family dynamic. Are young addicts like we all started using so young because when we're young and we're using we're just trying to cover up something something we don't want to go through and that's where the chemicals come in and that's where the partying came in and i was all about that so the all of all of my friends that i was friends with in elementary and middle school that i could have been great friends with I couldn't be friends with them no more because I was using and they were like, you know, doing homework and shit. And so I pushed them all to the side, you know what I'm saying? And I've been blessed to actually have a couple of conversations with some of them people today because I am very open about overcoming addiction and I am very open about finding self-love because I could not have loved anyone in my life right now if I wouldn't have figured out how to love myself first and that's where I started I was like all right what kind of man do you want to be and how to love myself and that shit was hard because I guess I had to realize like first I had to realize what kind of man I was and let me tell you I didn't like that dude because I was still being secretive I was still going behind people's back and lying. You know what I mean? I remember telling her in the very beginning, like, if I ever cheat on you, it's going to be with Crystal. And that's Crystal Meth. <laughs> because I was yeah, like, like, I, I was going to be yes, like, that's a female name. Yes, exactly. Yes, no. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, that I, and I was honest, and that's, that's what it was. Anytime I really lied to her or deceived with her, it was because I was using.
1: But you were also, and I'm not discounting what you went through or anything like that? And I'm not doing the victim thing any at all, but you were in a pattern. Yeah.
2: Yeah, That's, and that's the only
1: pattern that you knew. And so, you know, hopefully what people get out of this is that you have to change your pattern. You have to, you know, like me with working out, you know, I started going to the gym and I even told Josie yesterday, I fucking hate working out we're fucking you know we're doing stuff and i'm just like i fucking hate this bro and she's like why are you here and i'm like because i i have to you know i have to like it is now it's not just a routine anymore it's like this when you break away from from your bad habits and you're trying to form better new habits it is the hardest fuck you are rewiring
2: your brain everything
1: you're rewiring all the chemicals because now you're getting your dopamine your serotonin all that shit right instead of getting it from sex from strangers right you're put you're pushing forward and you're getting it from working out you're getting it from going out in the sun you're getting it you know the vitamin D now that i get is from fucking going out in the sun i don't get dick anymore so that's that's on me but um god i miss dick anyway so <laughs> <laughs> but it's that's you know when you're rewiring yourself it is the hardest fucking thing you have to do. And it sucks. And you were in this pattern that you didn't know how to get out of, or if you did know how to get out of it, you at the moment you didn't want to.
2: No, no. I was, I wanted to come here, get clean, get a job, and figure out how to do like that like that lady did.
1: Yeah.
2: How do you have your own place all your shit's paid for, food in your pantry, your car's not falling apart. You know, I had cars that, you know, the headlights were fucking flashlights. Oh, no yeah. bullshit. So, I'm done.
1: That's um, hilarious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've been in that situation. So, <laughs> you're just like trugging along and Yeah, you, you hear you, the you, thing and you're, you're like, like, please not today. Not today. Yeah, not today. pretty yeah. much. Yeah. yeah.
2: And, you know, like, how do you do that and take care of yourself? Yeah. And take care of yourself. And there were a couple people I had handled like that. Like they had jobs and houses and families and everything. And you know what I'm saying? They just, this was just something for them to kind of do on the side when they got bored every other weekend or whatever, once a month kind of thing, you know? And I was like, I'm going to be able to do that. Yeah, that's the goal. But like I said, the more that I learned about myself and the more that I got honest with myself, I realized that that is not possible.
1: I think becoming honest with yourself about who you really are and how you really are, like, not just to yourself, but towards other people, like, it is so mind-boggling and it's so soul-shattering because, like you said, karma comes back tenfold, right? And what a lot of people don't realize is that it may not happen to you, but it's going to hit your kids. The shit that you've done to people may not come back to you, but it'll... So pray it comes back to you. Because if you got kids, if you're out there and you're fucking being a terrible person may not come hit you, but it'll hit your kids.
2: It's hard. You know, and so, like, that's like today. I'm not going to lie, dude. I love who the fuck I am today. And I'm able to dig into shit today and understand, like, yeah, I feel like shit right now, but this is for the better ends. And now I actually have an idea of who it is that I want to be. Actually, you know, not I know who it is that I'm going to be. And I'm going to be that man. When it comes to me and her, this is the healthiest relationship I've ever had. And that's all relationships. Me and my dad were fixed now, don't get me wrong. But there was a time where I was trying to kill myself and make sure this man found me. Like, that's how mad and angry and spiteful I was trying to be due to a situation that was going on. My mom, like I said, she was the punching bag because, you know what I mean. I did not know as a child how and how to communicate, or didn't really didn't even want to. I was okay with being mad. I loved being mad. I got to feel good from being mad. The more holes I had in the wall, the better I fucking felt. You know what I mean? The more cuts I had on my arm, the better I felt. And you remember, I'd go to school with them motherfuckers showing. I had no fucks, no cares given. You know what I'm saying? If I wanted to wear short sleeves that day, I was wearing short sleeves that day. And everybody thought I was fucking psycho. They're like, what in the fuck? Because I was the only kid that was out there about everything. And I never fucking hid nothing. Everyone knew I did drugs. Everyone knew that I was, you know, crazy They knew I was abusive, you know what I'm saying, because of the relationship I was in and how, you know, everything was out there. So I just, you know, I took it, I assumed it as my identity, and I ran with that shit. Ran with it for the next 13 years of my fucking life, I ran with that shit. And then I got here, I was like, all right, I'm gonna be a good man, you know, and I tried to look at what a good man was, and then I realized that my dad was a good man. And I realized everything he really did for me and she's got to watch that, like me really, really get to grow with my dad. And now, you know, I'm on the step where I'm gonna grow with my mom. You know, I had to um I actually just recently realized all this stuff that I'm talking about. I just recently realized that going through hypnotherapy. Um, I was like, Oh shit I call my dad, like it just happens, happened and he says yes, yes and I realized, okay, so that, that is consistent with who I was, a predator. You know what I'm saying? This and that. And I'm okay with that. Like, I can admit that that's who I was because that's not who I am today. So, for everybody out there, if you are like that and you don't like it and you really hate that part about you, you can not change it. But um, remember
1: that he did go through a lot of therapy. Yes, a years lot. Of yes, therapy. yes. And I've, so,
2: like, we, every week, yeah, every week for like a year and a half.
1: And, and I'm not saying that you can't do it on your own. I'm just saying that uh, it helps when you go to therapy. Yes. I'm, you I'm can serious. change you can become a better person you can do better you just have to put the work in for it you want to go to therapy you don't want to do it by yourself
2: it exactly. sucks like it, it already sucks like there's times i left my therapist mad as shit and i thought this bitch was crazy you know what i'm saying like she's telling me really what it is and i'm like no i'm fuck that you know yeah. and she's like no no you know and there's i remember one time i was like i'm not coming back i was there next week you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I really was, you know? And I was like, fuck this, fuck this,
1: you know? And so... It, it, you kind of get to, like, um, marinate on it for a minute, you and know? And then the you realize... Week, and you're like, oh, fuck, yeah, 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 they're right.
2: And so I just... I I heard this shit in the program. Rationalization and justification is the same as masturbation. You just fuck yourself. And I was like, son of a bitch. And then I came up, you know, then you hear that. I'm the only problem I'll ever have. Therefore, I'm the only solution. And I remember in the pre-interview, I remember you wrote this down. And I'll I'll say this again. My goal is to one day be able to live my life to where my day-to-day decisions are based on who I am today and who I'm going to be rather than what it is that I've done and what it is that I've been through. Because at the end of the day, If you have not handled your shit, figured out who you are and have worked through it, you are making decisions based on what you've been through and what other people's done. And that is the worst thing that you can do because you will miss out on opportunities in everything. Because if I really would have got up and left, like I was, ask her, I was uncomfortable here. For almost two fucking years, I was uncomfortable here. I did not like being here. I felt like I did not fit in. I had no idea what they were doing. You know what I'm saying? Why they were letting me around because I still had that belief system that I was a piece of fucking shit. And I said, why would you want even to be yeah, I was so uncomfortable because all these people here are not. They're loving, they're forgiving, they're empathetic, they're compassionate, you know what I mean, very strong willed, and I was everything fucking opposite. I I did not fucking care to empathize with nobody. I was done with being compassionate. I was just complete, and I just could not figure it out. So I was so uncomfortable until I finally started realizing, like, you could be all that too. You don't have to stay like this if you don't want to. And I started building actual relationships with everyone in my life. And I started letting go of the ones that just did not serve me. Like, And I'm not trying to say, like, I don't miss those people. Cause trust me, you can ask her. Well, I've yeah, been you yeah, with them, I've you know? been mad as hell that my one guy friend, you know him, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I, I, I was mad as, because when I was in the gym, motherfucker, you supposed to be there with me. Like you promised me, you know, I'm getting my shit together and you're supposed to be right fucking next to me showing me, you know what I mean? I fucking looked up to you, everything about you. And then I realized real fucking quick, like, that's not, that's not it. That's not healthy for me. And that was fucking hard because I miss him all the fucking time I miss him. But I will not go back to him because I feel like it is the exact same as if I went back to getting high. Because at the end of the fucking day, we never did right together. So you were great for me the whole time we were friends. I'm glad we were friends. But I can never fucking be friends with you again because I don't even think you would know how to be with me today.
1: Do you think that if he got clean there would be a possibility
2: i even don't know about that because think it's too far gone i just i don't want to run the risk i understand probably not there's just i think me setting my boundaries has saved my life and i love him to death but i love me more and i say that to everybody
1: and that's the thing that you're supposed to do but you're not supposed to people think that you're not supposed to say that but that's fact when you when you love yourself more and when you love yourself and just that when you just love yourself and you've accepted yourself there is no going back no everything that's happened to you in the past it, it you see it you're grateful for it you can you know reminisce or whatever but there's no going back to no that. and it's kind of just like Johnny Depp said in his case and I'm sorry to bring that up I don't know, you're but good. they told him you know would you go back to opioids and he said once you've once you've been bitten you don't touch it again yeah and so and I'm gonna cut to your fiance mm-hmm. hearing his story and hearing the things that he's been through and he just he just complimented the fuck out of you and your entire life and you know every, everything that you've been for him and you're i don't know how you're mentally stable at this point but that's amazing how how is it for you to hear that which part like that that he he went through this right but you were in a way his saving grace
0: I it for me it's you're very humble (laughs) i don't think that he realizes though how much of a blessing he's been to me in general because um I do know, and I've told him this many, many times, because I have what I've been told is a servant's heart, meaning I serve others. Mm -hmm. Um, I get that from my mom, who's a domestic violence counselor. Uh, She gave me that, and in my life, we were raised where you you don't pass judgment, you love everybody, and unfortunately, uh, I've loved a lot of the wrong people. And it has not only affected me, it has affected my children. And it took really watching him grow has been a blessing, but it's also he, he has had to, he's been the one to teach me you you have to make boundaries for yourself. So um, in many ways it's been more of a blessing because I, I do know about boundaries now and I know about healthy boundaries and I, I've even had to tell him if, It's kind of like a weird because knowing him today and the boundaries you have to put, he never would have... I never would have been able to let him stay here being who he was when he first came because my kids were here. They did see some things. He's been a great, great role model for my kids at this point, but not when he first got here. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But um, it it really has been a... A blessing and a pleasure watching him grow so much into the person that he's he's supposed to be in general and uh
1: I don't know how y'all aren't crying I'm okay. crying <laughs> sorry uh,
0: um no i am be honest with you
2: um, when I first got on testosterone I spent the first three whole months crying. I remember being out in the car just crying. And she's like, what are you crying about? And I'm not lying. I, please, don't, nobody take this any any bit of a wrong way. But I was like, I'm going to be a crybaby, man. Because I just <laughs> can't stop crying. Like, I'm talking about just bawling over everything. Yeah. Like, and I don't know what happened. And then, like, right after that, bro, that's that it. Yeah. I mean, I cried on Grey's Anatomy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: But that, like, that's just so funny. Like, that... It was kind of like you were supposed to be together.
2: Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. No, no matter like
1: anything, crazy. you guys were meant to find each other.
2: And at the right time, because it's like um, it's like I explained to our kids, you know what I mean? Because we are we are a very healthy relationship, and um, that's what my sister in laws told me too. Like she's very grateful for who I get to be for my nephews and um, that all the kids know that there is a healthy relationship, and I'm 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 glad to be that. But I, I tell her all the time, like, we should not have worked out. Like I said, five hours after the most toxated thing that I've ever been in. Got a whole song about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, knocking on the truck window, getting in the car, and that's my next relationship. Five hours. Now, I do not recommend that to <laughs> nobody. But she's done some things in her past to cause people pain, and she's been pained. I've done things to cause people pain and I've been pained so we kind of came together under the assumption like I was done hurting people period I was done with it I didn't want to hurt nobody no more I didn't know how I was going to do that or how to go about that that's why I tell you I I I remember crying to her, like i don't want to do this and it wasn't that i didn't think she was an amazing person i thought she was awesome i just thought i was going to fuck it up real bad and i thought i was going to give her some problems i thought i was going to give her kids some problems you know what i'm saying i was like i don't want to hurt them like i don't want to hurt you like please let me go be whoever the hell i am and she's like you know no like <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just like a no like she did at one point tell me if you can tell me a healthy place for you to go i'll take you she told me and everyone i everyone i tried to name off she's no <laughs> like, she knew better outside things had to happen my, my ex had to get locked up a couple of the people i was using with had to get locked up and they seemed to have gotten locked up all around the same time you know what i'm saying and then like certain things just happened where i just slowly but surely started making those decisions where I was like, okay. like It literally was baby step after baby step. Like I said, I had to quit the toxic people before I ever quit the toxins. Fuck. Okay? I had to quit the toxic people before I ever quit the toxins. Period. Or I would have always fucking went back. And that shit was fucking hard because I promise you, she knew I was addicted to my ex. She knew it. I was very verbal about it okay she let me take her car and her money when i had nothing to go up to the jail to try and see this chick okay and i came home crying bawling my eyes out because they told me no (laughs) because there was a fucking restraining order on us because the charge like you know i almost got arrested up there trying to see her because i lost my shit when they told me no and then to top it all off my letter got sent back Like, she had to come in a couple days later and was like, I don't know what happened. I do. I put my fucking name on it and the address that's on the fucking shit. So, they sent it back because I was violating their restraining order. Yeah. Everything got sent back. Everything in the world was saying, like, bro, fucking stop this shit. Yeah. Please. You know what I'm saying? And I just listened. When everything was going against me on what I was trying to do, I said, fuck it, man. Whatever it is you're trying to tell me, I quit. I surrendered and I let shit flow. And that was the hardest thing I ever did because I was a control freak and I needed to have control. And in reality, I had no control ever. None. Until now. And now I realize I just got control over me. You know what I'm saying? It was really hard me and her kids I had to learn how to go about that because I thought I knew best like I've been through this 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 and this what I'm saying is right and it's not what I'm saying is right for me and for whoever else wants to relate but her kids are not the same as me like by no means they're they're probably a lot more along the lines like you my stepdaughter's as shit very very talented can paint anything you know what I mean and he's been working since five months before his 16th birthday and has stayed working and goes to work and goes to school help bought his truck he you know help pays for a lot of like half of the stuff you know like his maintenance and stuff but he's bought his radio he buys a lot of his stuff he's you know really good with people all that they are so different and I had to learn how to understand like they were not me people are not me And I've learned how to relinquish that control, and because of that, we have good relationships. Now, they both know that I'm there no matter what, and if anything fucking goes wrong, solid, like, I do know some shit, and I have lived that fucking life, and I will be about that life, and they know that. And I feel like that's all that needs to be known, and same with my nieces and nephews, they know the same, I'm about that. If I need be about that, y'all just say, Hey, we need that guy and I swear to God for y'all I'll be that guy. But anybody else, I'm sorry, no, won't be that guy for you. <laughs>
1: like it's so crazy. <laughs> like I'm watching you and you're so animated. And there's there's moments where I see Whitney, but she's gone. Yeah, bro. How is that to hear that?
2: That is is it's just awesome. Like me and her had to come to an agreement that I know how to do this better than you. Does not mean that I'm better than you, but I'm gonna give us the life that we deserve. Please let me do this.
1: In a weird way, do you do you feel like you killed her?
2: No, I don't Aren't want she to. She's still
1: kind of like.
2: I don't want to. For a while, I thought I did. Like, if you listen to some of my music, I'll, I'll, you know you'll hear me talking about killing the old me. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, like, you need that. Because if I kill her, I'm gonna forget where I came from. And that's the most dangerous place that anyone can ever be when you've overcame everything that I did. I don't want to forget where I came from. I just don't want to kind of have it here on my day-to-day basis. But when I'm thinking about being fucking, I need, I need to remember. No, that's where that, that's where that goes, bro. Don't. Bad idea. Bad idea. And, you know, I have to figure out another way. For the longest time, I slept. I slept all the time. Now I try not, I won't sleep it off. I just try and find something else. Like, I've learned how to cook got really good at that
1: congratulations you know it's very attractive when a man knows how to cook it's like the most underrated most attractive thing ever like
0: thank you
2: <laughs> and healthy options on top oh, of that like amazing. because i even like you know what I'm saying my mom did teach me how to make some dump cake did not make it as
1: as good as my mom but i mean i still ate it all moms always know they have like this extra little batch of love that they put in there i don't know what it is but yeah, like my grandma, whenever my mom tries to remake something my grandma used to make. Yeah, no one can, can touch of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, like, can't like I'll be like, what is this? And she's like, um, I know it don't look pretty. And I'm like, it don't look like anything. Like, <laughs> but yeah, it's moms are moms are the best. Um, Do you have anything that you because I mean, you're making music now, but you know and that's that's amazing like i'm saying like you you've transitioned into this entire person you've become a stronger better parent right you you're becoming this this beacon of hope for others that are out there that have probably faced the same things you have whether it's not being transgender but surviving yeah you know changing their ways quitting drugs and surviving you're a suicide survivor you know just like me and that's amazing you're you're a beacon of hope for people that there is love out there there are good people out there and a lot of the times you have to hate yourself in order to love yourself
2: yeah i think that's like not only the music because i do i do my music for hobby you know what i'm saying because yeah. i've always i've always written you know what i mean and but it's like and then i i got around some people who inspired me and that's where epic inspirations came from because i was like i can't motivate nobody. Okay, I barely know how to motivate myself. I'm being dead serious. Like, motivation is really hard to fucking find. Oh,
1: absolutely. And Um, the willpower, too.
2: Yeah, and like I said, my little cousin asked me one day, just here recently, he said, how do you stay motivated and I, told, and I didn't really have an answer for him at the time, but I've been thinking and pondering on it. I just do it. I don't really find the motivation until, like, halfway through it. Yeah. You know, like, with the fitness, I didn't actually start finding that motivation until i really seen, you know what I mean, a whole difference. Like, and I was like, oh, wow, before and after. So, I was like, okay, cool, so this works. It's just, I feel like I was given the gift to live. Like, I, you're right. I said, hey, you take me or you save me, right? You saved me. I feel like I would be spitting in my creator's face if I didn't try and give that to another kid. So like my main like really cool things that I want to do is like I want to go back to the juveniles that I that I was in and talk to them. I want to go back to Millwood and JPS and talk to them. I want to go to the places where all the underprivileged kids are stuck in one box, and I want to tell them how fucking worth it that they are because I just think sometimes we're just focusing on the wrong thing. And if you get a kid or a young adult, or somebody focusing on the wrong thing for too long, you will end up on the wrong way. And even though you want to turn around, you done went the wrong way for so goddamn long, you don't even know how to turn around. And then you got yourself around a bunch of people who go on the wrong way with you that don't want to turn around because they cool with it.
1: Exactly.
2: Like, Like I said, the person that dropped me off here, they're not in my life anymore. And they never will be. Like my life personally. But they had the right idea. Your environment really can be either an asset or your deformation. You just, you know, and it's completely up to you. They like said, I stayed here for two years completely uncomfortable. And then now I couldn't even imagine not being here. This is the longest. I've slept in the same bed for almost four years now. That's way longer than even when I was a child. I started going in and out of hospitals at 11, in and out of juveniles at 12. You know what I'm saying? Caught my first uh, charge two weeks after my 17th birthday. You know what I'm saying? And then went in and out of jail every year until 2015. Now, A1, been out of trouble since 2015. So I'm doing really good and, and have made something. But I really have just started that in the past two years. And now I just get to keep making all these steps forward, like, because I really did start from 13. I always tell her, like, I'm probably, like, mentally 21 now. Mentally, you know what I'm saying? Age is just how long you've been on this earth. Right. You know, that has absolutely nothing to do with... Mentality. Yeah. But mentally, I'm probably, say, about, like, 21. But I'm okay with that because I'm catching up. My dad says I was a little late bloomer. I'm just glad you got to see it. You know, I'm glad that I finally came full circle around to understand that I was wrong and that I needed to fix some shit. Because it's just, and and I will tell you, as soon as you start fixing yourself, people are going to fall off that you never thought will fall off. And you're going to have to let go of some motherfuckers you never fucking wanted to. But ever since I started letting go of people one by one, my life has gotten better, little by little. But every time I keep toxic people in my life, I either end up in that same endless loop or I'm over here worried about all they problems or I'm getting all upset about they problems and yeah. I'm not focusing on mine. Yeah. I am easily distracted with other people's shit so I don't have to focus on my own shit. Mm-hmm. Well, I decided this year, like, that's not going to be the case. I'm going to focus on my shit, fix my shit. So that way I can do what it is that I want to do. I have to become a student before I can become the teacher. And I want to help kids. I want to help them not feel so helpless. I want to inspire them to figure out who they are because I believe once you figure out who you are and why you are here, you're going to make it. You're going to find success. Success is just somebody working progressively after a worthy idea. So I'm already successful every day.
1: I think that's the perfect end here. That was amazing. Oh yeah, what has my podcast taught you? So your podcast has told me that
2: has taught me that it is okay to be who you are i would have never guessed that you are like i remember when i messaged you and said hey i'm listening to your podcast You said oh you're about to find out a lot of personal things about me my bad in advance and don't get me wrong i was like wow and some like some of the things you said i'm like wow but then i was like bro she got the balls to say that shit and you don't even got the balls to say some of the things that you should say so, you just kind of taught me that it's okay to be me and it's okay to put it out there because mm. the people who need to pick it up will pick it up and the people who want to listen to it will want to listen to you. And it, you shouldn't worry about the people that don't because, I mean, let's face it, we all have haters. I've been a hater and I normally hated because somebody had something I wanted and I didn't know how to get it, so I hated on them until I did. But I
1: think it comes, and here's a whole thing because you were talking about something earlier and I, when you said you felt uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a whole thing where. I would be around people and it wasn't that I felt uncomfortable, I felt unworthy. And when I noticed that they weren't very good people, I was like, I have to make a change. And so what did I do? I started hanging out with people that were slightly a bit more successful or, you know, they had this and they had that. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be friends with them because I want to know how to be like that. Yeah. I need to learn how to be like, I need to know how to do better, be better, you know? and. That's a lot of the times it's who you surround yourself with that makes an entire world of difference. And you're right. It is environmental because when you're, like I said, when you're in that pattern and you're having to learn how to rewire yourself. And just like you said, you have to get rid of the toxic people People before you can can get rid of, you know, and that, that is so on point because I didn't know that I was doing that because while I wasn't, you know, it wasn't drugs for me, it was people. And it was focusing on their problems, like you said, instead of my own. Instead of making myself better, I was trying to figure out how to make their lives better. And in doing so, I was fucking myself over 110% every single time. And then when it didn't work out my way, I was questioning why. If I was good and I was being a good person, why wasn't it working out for me? Why, Why wasn't it going the way that I wanted it to? Because I wasn't working for me. I was working for other people. I was good for other people, but I wasn't good to myself.
2: It all works out in the end. I can one hundred percent believe. Like I went through everything to be where I'm at today, and I'm just, I'm just gonna do the best I can to change it.
1: It's crazy how our lives have have transpired. You know what I mean? Like we essentially grew up together, and we're there now. You yeah. know, together. And the best thing about that is that. We're gonna be able to motivate and push each other because, like I said, when you surround yourself with other people that are, you know, trying to be successful and they're, and they're seeking that success, the only thing you can do is push each other to be better.
2: Yeah, cause I'm gonna lie, when I seen when I seen you doing what you was doing, I was like, what? Cause you from the same small town I am. Yeah. You know what I'm saying and. I remember where you grew up. Like I said, your brother was great for me. I remember he used to come pick me up for band and everything. Like we did a lot of cool shit together. You know, like I was a little bit more friends with your brother than I was you at first. But, and then, you know, you ended up being that, uh, like you ended up being that weird kid. That's like, I want to graduate early. And I'm like, and then I remember having you,
1: I I remember having you in
2: class and I'm like, how are you in a sophomore class right now? And you're like, I'm graduating early. Fuck this place. And I'm like, all right, A1 to you, (laughs) you know what I'm saying, like, it's, so it's, it's crazy how everything, how everything does, um, transpire, because like I said, I left a lot of good people in the dust to be with a lot of the wrong people, and those people, I really didn't leave them in the dust, they kept moving, I kept moving, and then now they come to me, and they're like, I've gotten a lot of messages from some of the people we went to high school with that's just like, hey man, I'm I'm really Mm -hmm. proud of you, like, I'm really proud of who you became, because I know where you were. And I'm just like, all right, so people, I did leave my mark on a lot of people and it wasn't the best, so now I get to come back and, you know.
1: We don't really leave them in the dust, but we have to let them do their thing, you know, so that we can move forward. But it doesn't mean that we stopped rooting for you. You know what I mean? We don't stop rooting for the people that we love, even if it's from afar. But there there are people, there are messages in my DMs of people that we went to school with And they're like, oh, hey, oh my God, you shut up on my TikTok, blah, blah, blah. you're viral, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, that is, none of that matters to me. None of that is important, you know, because at the end of the day, you're still going to do your thing, probably talk shit about me behind my back and how I used to be and who I used to be, you know, and you're, that's going to make you not support. At the end of the day, it's all about support and it's all about rooting for the people that you want in your life, you know what I mean? And so... Thank you all so much for the messages, but at the end of the day, I know what's what's going on in the back of your mind. So, like my cousin, you know, he's like, dude, he's like, that's your podcast? I'm like, yeah. He's like, because mm, I was going to have him on the show because he's a cop. And he's like, ugh, you're going to have to keep me anonymous because I don't want any part of that because of the name. And I'm like, okay, well, obviously you don't listen to it because you know it's literally not about that. So... I get Your it. Your
2: first season was pretty funny. I'm not going to
1: lie. I was so drunk, yes. bro. I always tell everybody, I'm like, all right, first season, I'm fucked up. I am yes, I'm fucked up every, almost every, yes. ma- ev- every and if episode. If you're not, like, mid-episode. I'm like, three drinks in. Just took a break. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, sorry. Um, And then I'll, yeah, and then I'll, yeah. So Your
2: friend from Hawaii is still probably my favorite.
1: You, she's going to be back on the show. She's is coming she? back on the show, yeah. She went through some shit and she learned a lot about herself in the last like what Year. four months since she's been on the show and so oh, that
2: was this that was this last season yeah that was this one of was your last, last season, episodes yeah i binge watched it so
1: thank you i appreciate that right <laughs> yeah dalen once again thank you so so much for being on the show and being an inspiration not just just to me but those that are listening Guys, until next week, hit up the Patreon. It's just a dollar a month. If you want to support the podcast, find out what I'm up to. Check out the the new merch that just dropped. Patreon subscribers already got. Get a go at the new merch at the online store with an exclusive promo code for 20% off. I love you all. Thank you so much for letting me be the voice in your ear. Don't forget to rate the podcast and tell all your friends about it. Once again, every day is a good day to be better than who you were yesterday. Okay? Thanks. Bye!